to Tales from the Movie Pack. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. I'll be bringing you stories from everyday runners, experts, and events. Today we have the new race director of the Adelaide Summer Trail Series, Brett Crosby. Welcome, Brett. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Before we find out what this summer series has in store, let's find out a little bit more about you. You're involved in a lot of sports, but golf is your first love. This is where um, I do that creepy, I've been stalking you. Yeah. And you've said, I've had a golf club in my hand from the time I could walk. Uh, what is it that you love so much about golf? Um, I guess my whole family were golfers, um, my mum and dad and then my grandparents as well. So it was just always, well, it was always sport. Um, like you they, had no choice but to love golf. Um, I think <laughs> I did have a choice, but I, I just, I guess I did love it. You know, yeah. from a little kid, I was out playing with my grandparents during school holidays and then I'd tag along and watch my dad play when I could. And, and then when I got old enough to be able to play, I just, I couldn't wait to play, so. And then, yeah, you just, I guess it's a bit like running and it's, an, it's addictive, you know, once you, once you get into it and you just want to keep doing it every day and that, that was me for a very long time. Is it similar yeah. to trail running in that once you're out there on the green with the trees, you just think, where would I rather be? Like, nowhere yeah, else. Yeah, there is. And it's also that, um, yeah, it's beautiful to walk around and all that sort of stuff. But it's just that, I think it's that quest to try and hit that perfect shot. And you just know, like, that next one could just be the one you're waiting for. And then when you do hit that perfect shot, it's just like, it's just such an amazing feeling. And you just want to do it again and again. Yeah. And you never do. You just keep chasing it and you <laughs> yeah. keep chasing it and you just get hooked. Yeah. So, now I played it um, competitively, I guess, from the age of 12 through to 40, really without a break. So that was a long time. Yeah. Um, and that was about the time that I then started running and got into... Firstly, running, which then led into triathlon. Yeah, you, you described yourself as once a golfer who couldn't swim, ride, or run. So I thought I'd have a crack at triathlon. Like, so how was yeah. that experience? Yeah, that was hard. That was hard, and I'm still a very bad swimmer. But um, I was determined to want to do triathlon, and unfortunately, you have to swim if you're going to do triathlon. Yeah. So um, a very bad swimmer, but I just trained enough to so I wouldn't drown. Yeah. And so what I just gave you the bug for that? Um, do you know, it was funny, I I started running to get fit and only at about the age of 38. Mm. And then I set myself a goal, I thought, right, I want to do a marathon. So I did the Adelaide Marathon in 2011, ended up with a stress fracture in my foot from yeah. that. Um, yeah. And I actually, through that whole process of, I actually lost like 18 kilos. Wow. So I used to be a lot bigger than I am now. So I'd obviously, I was hooked, right, yeah. and I felt great and I looked better and obviously just life was better because yeah. I was now a runner and I'm fit and all this. And then being told, you've got a stress fracture in your foot, um, you potentially can't run for 12 months. It's like, what? So that made me go and buy a bike. And uh, I had okay. no inclination to buy a bike whatsoever. I had no interest in cycling. But I wanted to, didn't want to lose all this fitness that I'd found from doing this marathon and everything. So I bought a bike, and that was just to get me through until I could start running again. But then I fell in love with riding. Mm-hmm. Eventually got back <laughs> running when the foot got better yeah. so, and kept the riding up. And then thought, well, let's see if I can swim. And I couldn't. But I pushed on and just did enough so that I could at least finish a race. Yeah, yeah. And then again, just got hooked on triathlon. And that was just, you know, those race day atmospheres were just incredible. Awesome. Um, All the things you, you wouldn't do until you did absolutely. them. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. And then pushed on and did two full Ironmans and probably um, a dozen half Ironmans. Wow. And, yeah. 
yeah, so I haven't done that for a couple of years now, so that's I think that's behind me, but I still love running roads, trails, plus I still cycle two, yeah. three times a week. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I did see mention of a, a running with a marsupial and you needing a new bike. What yeah. happened there? Yeah, so that was February this year. Um, I was on my usual Tuesday ride, which I do every single Tuesday. Mm. Um, we go up Norton, Summit, and, and back down again. Lovely. Same loop every Tuesday, and I'm coming down, and it was not pitch black. It was a little bit of lighter, and anyway, this kangaroo was on the side oh, of the road. that must be good. <laughs> that one, and I didn't see him until the very last yeah. minute, and then he jumped straight out in front of me. I just ploughed straight into him, smashed, smashed my bike up and cracked the bike in three places. I went over the handlebars, landed on my head, um, spent three days in a spinal wood, yeah. broke four vertebrae in my neck. Uh, one in my back, two ribs. Yeah, I was in a neck brace for six weeks. Um, yeah, so that was that was February this year. So that was touch wood. That was the only accident I've had, but unfortunately, it was a bad one. It was a very bad one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It sounds I'm, like you're lucky to be mobile. I am very lucky yeah. not to be in a wheelchair. Yeah, very yeah. lucky. So now the vertebrae are there to protect the spine and the spinal cord, and yeah. while they got smashed up. They did their job of yep. protecting yep. the spinal cord, so I'm here to I'm here to live another day. Yeah, fortunately, yeah, it was where it was over. Oh, and how's how's all the recovery going with that? Yeah, all good. I'm I'm pretty lucky. I can run without any pain. Great. Um, get a little bit of pain in the neck um, when I'm on the bike for a long period of time. Yeah. Because um, you're sort of in a different position. Yeah. yeah. Your neck's a bit more hunched when you're on the bike. So, but yeah, I'd probably say I'm 90, 95 percent. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, very lucky. Yeah, yeah, very lucky. Um, So almost three years ago, you had a big career change. Yeah. Um, Sounds like it was quite an event, and you've now established Detour Sports. So, what was that journey like? Yeah, it was um, it was forced, but it was it was good. Um, I didn't realise at the time. So I was with a company um, in the golf industry where I'd worked for twenty plus years. And with that particular company for 14 years. Um, and then they had a restructure and got off at a redundancy. Um, and then once the shock wore off, I thought, oh, this is actually really good. Because yeah. I was I was stale and probably wanted a change anyway. So it was forced on me and I didn't have the courage to leave because I was in a nice comfortable place yeah, and yeah, yeah. good salary and everything was fine. And it's hard to leave when you're in such a comfort zone. So anyway, that was forced upon me and... Once the air cleared, it was like, oh, this is actually really good. Now I can do my own thing. And so always worked in sporting industry and wanted to stay in there, but wanted to work for myself. So created Detour Sports. And so, yeah, now I import a few different sporting brands. And, yeah, it's good. Life's awesome. good and it's good fun. Yeah. Hard work, and but the rewards, are, the rewards are there. It's good. Yeah, good fun. Awesome. You have quite a range of um, products. So... Um, Tell us a bit about what you do at Detour Sports. Yeah, so the first brand I picked up to import and distribute was the Orange Mud brand. Yeah. Um, Really great brand, still family owned out of uh, Texas in the US. Uh, They weren't in Australia at the time, so I reached out to them and said, hey, would you like a distributor for your brand in Australia? And they were like, yeah, we've we've tried other distributors in the past and it hasn't worked. And So if you want to give it a go, yeah, let's let's talk. So we did and... um, so I started distributing Orange Mud in February of 2018, I think it yep. was. Um, and you've become a staple at 
TRSA events. I have, you yeah. Yeah. yeah, TRSA are great. Yes, yeah. I sponsor their events and um, yeah, so that's been good and sponsor some events and get there and sell some gear and yep. get to um, connect directly with runners, which is fantastic. Um, so Orange Mud was the first brand and then picked up other smaller brands like um, Lily Trotter's Compression Socks. Yeah. Um, done some nutrition, still distributing for Infinite, and then, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and a few others on the go as well. Um, yeah. That's that's good, good that's fun. Awesome. It's always exciting. Yeah. Now I met you only recently, with, um, kind of as a one-on-one when we did the, there was a social run that you organised mm-hmm. in Belair National Park, which is before the Ultra Runners SA post-corona postponed yeah. end of year awards. Um, and in that, you gave a huge thanks to Ben Hawkins for all of his efforts in establishing the summer series. Um, so what led you to put your hand up to take over this series? Um, well, actually, Ben um, Ben actually asked me if I was interested. Ah, yeah. So obviously I knew Ben through sponsoring his events, like I do with TRSA events. And so I attend Ben's events and sell yeah. product and sponsor and donate prizes and all that. So I had a good relationship with Ben. Yeah. Um, and then when he decided that he was going to move on, um, yeah, he just rang me one day out of the blue and said, would you be interested in chatting about this? And it wasn't something I'd ever given thought about. And then when you hang up the phone and your brain starts <laughs> going a million miles an hour, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I, I would. I'd yeah. really, really like to do this. Um, and I'd had some event management experience in past roles in golf as well, um, with golf tournaments, so I had a bit of experience there. But, yeah, the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to do it. So, yeah, we chatted and chatted over several months. Um, yeah, so one thing led to another and here I am. Yeah, so something <laughs> yeah. just kind of fell into your lap. That's it. Now we're seven weeks out from seven weeks out from the race, first race at yeah. NCC Hill and I'm frantically <laughs> getting permits and everything in place now as we, as we speak, yeah. Yeah, we're just discussing the um, intricacies of... Yeah. Dotting all those I's, crossing the yeah. T's. Yeah, um, got to do all that. Risk yeah. assessment, always fun. Correct, and now COVID's obviously yes. kicked in and thrown another element there. Yeah, as the COVID, have the COVID-19 considerations had much effect on how you organise ANSI? Um, look, I think I've been pretty lucky in that um, my first event being in December, um, there's been a lot of other events go before me. So it appears, it appears that things are pretty much back to normal. Um, and I think the only difference will be runners um, are pretty much educated now. They need to be self-sufficient. So yeah. I think the days of having aid stations providing food and drinks might be on hold for a little while longer. Um, but apart from that, you know, hopefully by instance here we should be pretty much running a normal a normal race. Yeah. Just with that exception of the, the food and drinks, something yeah. we still need to work through. So. Yeah, I saw you'd followed the, the trend of making the series cup-free. Yes, um, yes. And you even got your own branded 300ml soft glass yeah. with Adelaide Trail Runners on it yep. so that um, runners can help carry water. I think, are they also available to buy on the day if you've turned up yes. and forgotten? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That cool. can be bought online or I'll have yeah. them there on the day. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And a lot of races, TRSA races as well, are all going cut-free. Mm, yeah. um, it's just good for the environment as well, um, especially when you're running in national parks too. I remember the first race they did that and it was just after I'd done City to Bay and I'd just been disgusted by yeah. all the cups on the ground and they were handing out like yeah. icy poles with the plastic wrap yeah. and these little face wipes yeah. that you then just threw 
over the ground. Yeah. It was just a sea of rubbish yeah, in I this think, event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was like a breath of fresh air when they went cut Correct. free. It was like, yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. So good to see everyone else is doing that. Um, what are some other ways that um, the way you're organising the events helps look after our beautiful trails, some of the other environmental considerations? Oh, gee. You have to be, obviously, with uh, someone goes out and does the course marking for you the day before, and you just have to be, obviously be, um, then you have to demark the course afterwards. Yep. You don't want to leave any signs and stakes lying around, so you have to yep. make sure you've pretty much just leave the place exactly how you find it. You yeah. know, we're very lucky and fortunate to have such amazing parks around Adelaide, all within, all within half an hour, really, of the CBD. Yep. Um, so we're very lucky to be able to use them. Um, so I think... Philosophy is just leave them as you find. Okay, just fine. don't leave anything around, you know. And again, going couplers is just one small step yeah. there too. Yeah. yeah. Now you put up um, the series and en- being able to enter that a while ago. How's the response been to the series so far? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I think generally people tend to leave their entries until the very last minute, and I'll put my hand up on one. <laughs> I think that's and that's fair enough too. Um, in case of injury or yep. work commitments or anything might come or up. Or at so. this point. Restrictions might change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, fingers crossed. Hopefully, we should be okay now. Good. Um, So yeah, but um, it's funny. I put a post out during the week, just advising of um, early bird pricing will end at the end of October, and then of course you get a few little flutter of um, entries coming quickly. So yeah, yeah, that's all good. Now entries are coming along nicely. So yeah, it's good. And how's it been going finding volunteers for the first event? Uh, volunteers, I haven't really pushed that one too hard just yet. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to let TRA, TRSA still have one more event to run at Stir Gorge. Um, and then once they're done, they're finished for the summer. So then I'll sort of, okay. yeah, so this is, I'm, I'm respectful of TRSA's time and they yeah. do a fantastic job of trail running events in SA. So once their final event's out of the way, then I'll be a little bit more proactive in getting myself For organized. the following events. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, um, so, I'll use some family members where possible. Oh, I yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Cheapest labour you can get is your family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Anstey is December 6th, and as mm-hmm. you said, end of October is when early bird pricing ends. Yes. Uh, you did post a cheeky question. How many times would you like to go up Torture Hill during <laughs> race one at Anstey Hill? And I saw that zero was not an option. Zero is not, not an option. Not an option. No. So are you making... Course changes to the courses. Can we expect any tougher trails? Um, yeah, yeah, we can. Anstey's will be a very different course to last year. Um, I'm lucky. I've got Neil Scrimger, who's a very experienced local trail runner. Yeah, I got to run with oh, run, um, hike with him a little bit in Tim's 200 mile. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Properly, yeah. yeah, good. No, he's a nice guy. I'm very yeah. passionate about trail running. So Neil was helping me um, with some of the course creations as well. Great. Um, so he's created um, a very a brand new course for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't put that one on the website just yet. Well, that's nearly ready to go. Anstey, the courses are on the website. Um, so we only go up Torture Hill once. Okay. But to be honest, I don't think that's actually the worst hill. Oh, there. okay. Um, yeah. What's the other one called? I think is it – I get some of the names mixed up. I think it's called Wildflower. Um, and that's that's like three times as long as okay. Torture. So there's pretty much that's all walking. But we only go up that once as well. Okay. And it's within the first kilometre of the race. Too. Oh, okay. So you get it out of the way early. Okay. Um, and that was a blame Neil. I did a hashtag blame Neil. So he, he suggested we go up there. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So 
have had a big course. Um, Belair will probably keep the same as last year. Yeah. And then race four will it'll be very different because we're in a different location. Yeah. Um, we've made a switch from O'Halloran Hill to Onkaparinga. Yeah. Yes. So what motivated that change? Good question. I went out there earlier in the year because I had never run at O'Halloran Hill myself. So I went out there for a run and thought I'll check it all out. And it just felt like I was running in a mountain bike park. Um, I, I yeah. have to agree. I yeah. wonder, am I in the way? I'm yeah, I did. I just, felt like, I just felt like I was in the way. Yeah. Um, and O'Halloran Hill has just had some major upgrades mm-hmm. for all their mountain biking tracks and it's a... It's a mecca for mountain biking. Um, and I just I just didn't feel right being there and I thought, wow, imagine going and throwing in 500 trail runners and got all these kids out there with their parents trying to mountain bike. So then I just thought, have we got another option? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I live on the northeast side of town as well. So, and I'd sort of known of this on Capringa and I just drove down there one day. I thought, I'm just going to go and check it out. Mm-hmm. And I was blown away by how beautiful it is. I don't know if you've run in there or not but it's <laughs> I, yeah I, I tried recently to find a trail that someone recommended but I was totally on the wrong totally track, on track. <laughs> yeah so it, so it's beautiful down there so been down there twice now and I've made up some um, um, tentative loops uh, it was just beautiful um, so I went and I've had two visits down there now run a variety of loops um, yeah uh, and both times I went down it was horrible weather there was lots yeah. of mud and rain and water everywhere, and it was still stunning. Some of the paths I couldn't access because the river was flowing so strong, but we won't have that trouble in February. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, and, and I noticed that and TRSA don't do a race there either. And no. So I thought, why not take it to a new location? And, uh, yeah, there's been a few positive comments about that, and a lot of people happy to move away from O'Halloran and try somewhere new. So, yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, it's a really beautiful park. Yeah, yeah great. Each area is amazing in its own way. So we've got beautiful trails here. But what are some of your favourite features of the four areas you're holding the series in? Oh, dear, it's a good question. Like each each one offers its own. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Anstey's is unique in that Anstey's is a very small park. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the actual the whole entire perimeter is only about eight kilometres. So you do have to do a bit of looping around there. Um, but, uh, and I don't live too far from Anstey's and I mean the number of kangaroos out there is just hundreds and hundreds of them Um, so that's beautiful and you can get some nice city views from up there Um, so that's what I love that about Anstey's it's uh, nice solid paths as well it's it's pretty good you can't get lost Um, I mean Cleveland's just huge you know there's so much so much to explore in Cleveland and when I first started trail running I remember Wine Shanty was one of the first tracks I got introduced to and just loved Wine Shanty and still today probably Wine Shanty is um, you know one of my favourite tracks Um, and so I did say to Neil I said Neil if we can incorporate Wine Shanty please I'd I'd love to because it's such a beautiful um, such a beautiful track Um, Belair is beautiful as well for all the same reasons you know it's just you've got views and you've just got it's a big park Um, yeah it's just there's it's a great, um, great setting in ter- for racing in terms. Of you've got ovals and lots yeah. of facilities, so the yeah. car parking is good. So that's actually a really great venue yeah. for an event. Um, and then Onkaparinga, well, yeah, that'll be that'll be a new experience for everybody, yeah. me included. So, um, but hopefully, people will just love the lots of nice flowing single tracks and 
where you're dodging trees and you're sort of going side to side, but just beautiful and lots of elevation up and down and river views and everything, yeah, so. And we've got a good combination of north and south and central, so, yeah. yeah. You said you've been um, designing the, redesigning the paths a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's your aim been? Is it more about challenge or is it more about being able to show off as much as the parts as possible? Or? Yeah, a bit of both. Um, I think also as a race director you want to make them safe. Um, so there's a big difference if you and I are just going out for a run, the two of us, we can take all kinds of weird and go exploring in all yeah. sorts of crazy places. But when you've got four to 500 people, you have to keep that in mind. So you need them to be safe. You need to um, create a course where people won't get lost. Mm. Sometimes <laughs> it's people's first ever trail run. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you have to keep that in mind too. You know, Just because I know the course as well, doesn't mean everybody else does. And so that's where your course marking is very important. Um, yeah, so safety is very important and just trying to keep people on, you know, safe tracks that are easily accessible and yeah. not too technical for racing. I don't think you can – I think you can go crazy when you're running on your own. Yeah. But when you're talking hundreds of people, you need to keep that in mind. Yeah. 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 Um, Risk assessment, suddenly all these ankle stuff needs to be written in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if someone, you know, rolls an ankle or does something dangerous, you know, it's um, it's hard when you're in a – in a conservation park, you know, mm. you, you can't just... The logistics you know, you, of getting the logistics to them. Get, if you had yeah. to get them out, yes, yeah. there's a lot to consider. Yeah, yeah there's a yeah, lot to consider. Um, I see that you are offering four courses at each event. You've got a short, medium, long and a kids' run. Yes. Um, speaking of logistics, what's that like? Four different events getting it sorted. Yeah, um, it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, in most cases, just short and medium will just be... A shortened version of your long course so I generally would put all your efforts into creating a long course yeah. and then you just find ways to because you want to use a lot of the same tracks yeah. for all runners because then you have to be mindful of where you put aid stations and yeah. if you can use aid stations so yeah you need to consider all those things but it's not too bad so you just you want to have shorter versions of your long course all right. yeah yeah um, and we're having staggered starting times too um, similar to TRSA events, but yeah. Ben didn't do that. So Ben had everybody all starting at the same time, yeah. short, medium and long. So now I'll have the long course starting at 7.30, um, medium at 8, short course at 8.30. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, and the idea is to get everybody finishing roughly around the same time, yeah. which will create a nice finish line atmosphere. So, yeah. Yeah, I do, like, I do like it when there's a yeah. bulk finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so, personal question for me: What's the details of the kids one? How long is um, that going to be? When are they starting? That'll be pretty flexible. Yeah, they'll yeah. start just after we get all the the short course finished. So the short course go at eight thirty, okay. and then we'll do the kids course at like eight forty five. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's just we'll just wing that one really. Just um, see how many kids we get and what ages they yeah, are, yeah. and um, you know they're normally just sort of under one k, just okay. little kids just. To, give them something to do and get them, get them involved. So, yeah, we just sort of make that up as we go and see how many kids we get. Okay, great. Yeah. How important to putting on this series have your sponsors been? I think you've got a few yeah, very, on board. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you, it's hard to do these events without without sponsors. There's a lot of costs involved. Um, and, yeah, they're great to provide prizes and just to make the event um, 
a fun event that people, you know, I want people to finish and go, oh, yeah, that, that was really good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the sponsors' help is um, – and having sponsors who have products or brands or services that are all connected. So we've got um, the guys at it. Um, well, first of all, it's not really connected, but Chaffee Brothers Wines, are kind of oh, yeah. uh, they were connected <laughs> with, with Ben. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the guys at uh, Jobbers World, um, obviously connection there. Um, who else we got? We got Io Marino, mm-hmm. um, who are connected with running. Um, and then we've got uh, Podfit and Physiofit, who are connected together. So they're um, I've got um, offices out at Grange and um, Modbury. Yeah. So yeah, they're going to be they're very excited about coming on board. I'm um, glad to have them on board too. So they're going to uh, they plan to be there on the day and talk about their services they can provide in podiatry and physio and massage, etc. So, so that'll be a great experience for the runners to have them right there and yeah. chat to them about injuries or injury management or whatever. So, yeah, no, yeah. It's, um, it's good fun getting it all, yeah. all together. Mm. You mentioned prizes. Yeah. Are, you, are they secret or are you uh, No, it'll be more – I'm going to copy um, the way Ben did it last year, so it'll be more random prizes. Okay. So I don't want to just favour – mid-pack listeners, yeah, you're in with a chance. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't believe you're just loading up the fastest runners, yeah. and it could just be the fastest runners winning yeah. every event. Yeah. Um, no, so that will that'll be random draw prizes. Yeah. Um, and that's where I get to use my own brands as well, so I'll be donating a bunch of my own prizes okay. as well as prizes donated from our great sponsors. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take on as many sponsors as we can, the more prizes we can donate, and more people we can give prizes to, the better. Mm. So yeah, it's all good fun. Excellent. So Trail Summer Series is obviously consuming a lot of your time, mm-hmm. a lot of your time. Do you have any running events in the works for yourself? Do you have time for that? I don't. No, I don't. I I guess my Sundays, I I do run myself. Um, I don't run the TRSA events because I'm working them. Um, and then when I'm not doing one of those, I go exploring for new routes and new, new courses and or trying to create courses and maps for my coming up races, so, which is good fun. I enjoy that. Um, so, yeah. So, no, I, yeah, I don't have any races planned at this stage. No races planned. No. Although you do have something in the works. Uh, you've advertised a save the date for January 31st, something about a teams event. Yeah, so I've had this idea for quite a while um, and I guess was, um, I guess I don't understand why it's never been done before. Um, I come from, I guess, triathlon and cycling and golf and whatever. There's always teams elements as well as individual and so I just wanted to put on a teams event. So um, runners were running teams of two. So there'll be no individual timings, no individual prizes, it's just teams. Yeah. So you have to cross the line with your buddy. Um, we'll have men's, women's and also mixed teams. Yeah. Um, still working through the age um, categories. Um, but, yeah, so I'm excited to put that on and just I think it'll just be good fun to run with your buddy and the banter that you can have with yeah. your team and... I really want to have like a best dressed award and oh, yeah. things like that just to make it real fun. Michelle Hanlon, do you hear that? Best dressed award. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be watching and so yeah. if anyone goes to the effort to dress up together as a team, they'll hopefully we'll uh, put on some prizes for the people that uh, go to the effort. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's um, January 31 um, and I'm looking to do that around the base of Black Hill. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so we won't go all the way up to the summit. I want to keep it reasonably friendly. So um, around, I think it's called Wadmore Park, which is near Fox Hill Oval. Yeah. Which is quite nice. There's some nice tracks in there. So we'll start through there and then we head up um, through sort of ghost, what's it called, ghost tree goey track, I think. So we'll do a little bit of that. Don't know it well. Yeah. I was there recently and saw a fox on Foxfield Oval. I was oh, very happy you? about okay. that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of kangaroos through there as well, a lot of foxes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, still a work in progress, but, yeah, that looks like that's going to go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. And there was a little hint of something else, which is I've got a super date. secret. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a few options up my sleeve just to add a, a fifth race to the series for the following year. Um so, yeah, I've got a sort of date penciled in mm-hmm. in November. So instead of race one being at Anstey Hill in December, I'll have a race one will be in November. Yeah. So I'm just uh, working through with some councils at the moment, trying to see if I can pull that off. Um, I'm pretty certain it will go ahead. just depends on how big it will be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if I can get this council support, which I've been working on, I'll make it a really big event. Um, mm-hmm. Target to interstate runners as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of work going on in the background for that one. But if that falls through, then it'll just be, uh, yeah, there'll still be a fifth race anyway. So, So we'll start in late November. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for your time today, uh, finding all about it. Um, You still got the, there's a discount if you get all four. Correct. Yeah, it's a 20% discount if you do a series entry. That's right. Yes, that's really great. Cool, and thank you. And hopefully, this sounds good. I forgot my microphone today, and so we're just like recording on my phone, and we'll see how that that works out. Um, And we'll put links to anything that's been mentioned in the show in the show notes so you can check it all out. Um, And yeah, hopefully, it does sound good. We've had rain at the end and a truck (laughs) going by, so we'll see. Um, And the next one will be the post Heisen run. So I'm going to try and get all three distances. There will be a 105k runner who was very untrained. That will be me, so mm. I am scared. And obviously Belinda from our last uh, podcast who is super well trained and she's going to do amazingly. You hear that, Belinda? Um, you've got this. And then we'll also have a 30k uh, runner the 37K, she's highly experienced, but she's coming back post-baby, so we'll hear about what it was like for her as well. So until then, um, happy trails. See you on the next podcast. Bye.